This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 7, Episode 11, The Emerald Heart. And let's start it off with some announcements. Uh, Well, like we've been saying for the past two weeks, we are doing a giveaway. And today we are announcing the winner. Uh, We asked all of you lovely listeners to post on social media at Essential NPCs, listing off your favorite moment of 7th C so far. We got a lot of good submissions. I, I think the moment that takes the cake for most favored is when Captain Kirill broke the enemy captain's sword. Uh, most people added that in their list of favorite moments. But we took the names of everyone who submitted, assigned a number to each name, and we rolled a die. And the winner of the seventh C book of their choice is... Andy Collins. Congratulations, Andy Collins. Just shoot us a message on Facebook and let us know which 7C book you'd like us to have the cast sign and send to you. And for everyone who's wondering, Andy Collins posted that it was hard to pick just one favorite moment, so he picked his top three. There was the spell mishap with the Merchant Prince, uh, the cravat moment with Goodbrand, and finally, of course, Captain Kirill breaking the other captain's sword. Thank you very much andy collins and thank you to everyone else who submitted to be entered in the tournament Uh, it was great reading everyone's favorite moments we had a lot of great support a lot of great fun comments and uh, we hope the second half of the season uh, continues to entertain you just as much Uh, so now that we know that you guys are listening and we're providing you with some great favorite moments of your own, if you'd like, we have a Patreon and we're doing a big push, uh, to get those, uh, Patreon dollars up so we can keep the podcast, uh, chugging along. Uh, so you can go to patreon.com slash essential NPCs and donate one, two, three, dollars a month more or less uh and uh get the reward levels that you see there so go to patreon.com slash essential npcs and throw us a couple bucks if you can and with that let's move on into words with the gm hello hello gm hello this words with the gm is about series seven episode 10 home is where the heart is There is something in this episode that comes from a GM tool that I always have in my back pocket, and I use it in moments when I'm trying to stretch without making it feel like I'm stretching. When you say stretching, you mean stretch the time of the session? Yoga. Yeah, of course, stretching the time of the session. Uh, Sometimes the content that you prepare for an episode of a a podcast or even just uh, your weekly meeting with your gaming group, they're going to run through the content that you have way faster than you anticipate. Um, And 
So I always have something to deal with that, you know, just in case they figure out my puzzle really quickly or the thing that I throw in front of them isn't the interesting hook that I thought it was and they decide to go shopping instead. Um, whatever happens, I like to have something that's sort of like generally applicable and malleable in purpose. Um, in this past episode, uh, the this took the form of the hooded figures that step into the street as the guys are headed to the big old party on the cliff. Uh, what's really interesting about these guys is that I didn't necessarily have anything specific planned for them. I had a whole bunch of things that could have happened uh, depending on what the the characters did. If they had attacked, it might have been a practical joke put on by Roland. Or um, if they had run away, it might have been um, some nefarious a secret society or a villainous uh, group, you know, trying to catch them out for one reason or another. Um, but instead, this time, and unfortunately, it's one of the things that hit the cutting room floor. Uh, Seth uh, took a big gasp and was like, oh, my gosh, it's the Seekers of Ecarilla. And I was like, that is so much better than any of the ideas that I had. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So all told, basically, this is a, a GM tool that I like to have, which is basically a thing that's going to fit in almost every session. And then sort of like, as I'll go into a session, I'll list like three places where it might come up and what it might happen. But your players might have a even better idea than you do. And you've made this amorphous enough that you can roll with it. Um, even for the most uh, serious of planners, this is kind of the intermediate step that you can use to stretch even when uh, it's not your forte. It's always good to just even have like a slightly amorphous idea of like wh what kind of things might come up that you could y throw at the players to kind of slow them down so they don't just sprint through all the content uh, and so that you can find satisfying endings to whatever session you're at. Like this one would have been weird if we got to the party and then in the last like 20 minutes like started to do stuff at the party and then had to end the episode midway through. It feels a lot better starting the second session like be like alright you guys are at the party let's go. You don't always need to stretch when you're running short on on time. Sometimes you can just roll right through. Uh, but in this case, uh, and in a lot of cases, I've found that having just like a mini encounter, even if it's just like with a crazy old man or some hooded figures in the street, um, uh, it can really uh, make your uh, GMing tool belt a lot more versatile. And the whole purpose of keeping it kind of amorphous and not solid is that you can adapt to whatever the players end up doing at the time that you need to stretch. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, uh, but uh, I also would like to know uh, what your favorite part of the last episode was as a GM, Addie. Sure. Um, I have a really big soft spot for the Corazones. Um, <laughs> Bastion's parents are just like super great. And I was really pleased with how they turned out. A lot of... Um, adventurers have these sort of tragic I'm an orphan backstories. And I really love the fact that Bastion had like a perfectly happy home life and with parents who loved and supported him and were like, go do things in the world, but come back and visit. And oh, is, you know, this your new girlfriend uh, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love how normal they are and how like 
I don't know. They just like came out perfectly for like how they had formed in my brain. Yeah, I was I was super pleased with that. I had talked to you a little bit about that. You know, we were going back to Odysseus and I was like, as for my parents, they're very ordinary. I want to make sure that they're ordinary. And uh, and like the hardest part for me was trying to decide what they did as a profession because I was like, I, I don't want to be doing anything important. My mom's a server and my dad's a street cleaner. There we go. I got it. They're very, very just like standard, ordinary, but loving and, and warm people. <laughs> it was satisfying for me to, to see you take that and run with it. And, uh, and I fell right into it. It was great. It felt perfect. So good job. Oh, thanks. Um, but what about you? What was your favorite moment? There's a point near the end of the episode where, uh, you, you have my mother ask, Matteo, if he needs like to borrow some clothes for the, for the party. And, and, um, after he put on, uh, one of Bastion's old dueling outfits, I personally got a kick out of, uh, the the moment where I was like, ah, oh, that's the one I was wearing when I got Elhoven Promessa, which like this whole Festival of Swords thing is is expanded on in the Nations of Thea Volume One book, um, and one of the awards you can get even if you don't make it into the tournament is Elhoven Promessa, which is like the best newcomer or like you know usually given to like the youngest and like brightest looking like challenger out there, someone to keep your eye on in the future. And when I was building up Bastion's backstory. Uh, I was trying to like give myself a timeline of like, when did he move away? You know, what were his accolades at the festival of swords before he moved to Avalon to study dueling. And, uh, one of the things I decided was like, I think it'd be cool if he was like only like 11 years old when he won the Elhoven Promessa. And it's like, you know, that's, I thought that felt pretty good. And so when I said that to Matteo, uh, I didn't actually expect, expect to expand on that at all. It was just kind of like an, a little in joke for myself. Uh, but then Sean, who had no idea, uh, just set me up perfectly for it when he had like Mateo kind of like sizing himself up and be like, oh, it looks like you and I are the same build, Bastion. And I just couldn't resolve like, Well, I, I was 11 when I was wearing that. It's <laughs> like, just like he's like, just watching Mateo deflate from just like walking right into that, that trap that I hadn't really intended to set for him, uh, was super, uh, uh, entertaining for me and, uh, and felt rewarding. Cause you know, it wasn't something that I had just made up on the fly. It was actually like an established fact of Bastion's backstory that I had previously come up with. And it just kind of organically found its way into, uh, into that exchange. Yeah, it's always nice when you have a, a built-out backstory for a character or even just some things about a character that are sort of like uh, in the backstory when they're able to come out without you being like, and let me tell you exposition. Um, and so uh, I can totally relate to that. But uh, as uh, as has been expounded upon, the Festival of Swords in general is very important to Bastion. Uh, and we're not even fully through day one. Uh, we are... Uh, uh, starting out the uh, the party that kind of kicks it all off before the rest of the five day festival. So, uh, without any further ado, let's move on in and listen to series seven, episode eleven, the Emerald Heart. Enjoy. I am Bastion Corazon. I hail from the Castilian city of Odysseus, home of the duelist tournament known as the Festival of Swords. Watching swordmasters all over the world compete inspired me at a very young age to take up the blade. Once I was old enough, I joined the Explorer Society as a means to travel to Avalon and study under the masters of the Skaldas Klisa style. 
However, earning entry to the Duelist Guild was not enough for me. I have spent nearly two decades since traveling the world, testing my blade against masters and villains alike. Most recently, I have found myself aboard a pirate ship, accompanying a man I consider a brother, Goodbrand Strandbella, on his journey to Numa to uncover lost artifacts. One day I hope to truly master the way of the sword, unlock his secrets, and eventually settle down and found a duelist academy to teach a style of my own making. Until then, I will continue to travel the world and learn what I can the way I know best, crossing blades with skilled duelists brave enough to face me. Good friend Strandavella, and it is very good to meet you. Please don't be too alarmed from my appearance. I am a Skald Vala, a keeper of runes, a finder of lore, a protector of the legacy of Vestan Manavanyar. This may seem like a lofty title, but I promise modern Vestans appreciate far more the achievements of their fighters and their merchants. With the founder of a notable merchant's guild for a father, and a mother whose dueling skills are renowned across Thea, I have quite a bit to live up to. Nothing made this more clear than my parents' obvious adoration of Bastian. Today I call him brother, but when my mother first took him into our home for training, I admit my jealousy of his easy demeanor and obvious skill with the weapon. It was this skill that cemented us as a team, working for our respective societies. For the first time, he has taken me away from my home country, on a path that may lead me to the fabled 13th rune, and with it, the immortality of my name. Ahoy, I am Captain Kirill Tikvintimovich, strongest man in there. <laughs> you believe? <laughs> Maybe strongest. Who is to say? My past is unimportant. Now, I am captain of the iceberg. She is a very good vessel, silent as the grave, and sturdy enough to sailing dangerous waters others won't follow. Excellent for smuggling. I make certain modifications myself after I steal her from Atabian Trading Company, not Kirill's biggest fans. About two years ago, I am finding Stowe. Uh, who is nephew of Vodachi Merchant Prince, a man who hires me to smuggle relics. The boy is young, but sharp as tattoo needle. He pays Kirill well to pocket artifacts he likes uh, before they are reaching uncle, and so we are in business. However, coin is not enough. Everyone I am allowed to sailing on the iceberg has their uses. <laughs> Matteo di Caligari, at your service. You may have heard of me. Certainly my uncle is a merchant prince of Odachi, but I am constructing a legacy of my own as a renowned archaeologist for the Explorer's Society. Ever since I was a boy, I have loved to watch my uncle's smugglers deliver ancient artifacts from all over the world. As I matured, I loved even more to skim a few off the top for my own personal study. At 13, my uncle took notice of my mental, if not material, acquisitiveness and sent me to University and Lyceum in Castile, from which I graduated in a prodigious two years, making only minimal enemies in the process. After the completion of my studies, instead of returning home on Capitano Kirill's vessel, I stowed away to sail straight to the source of my desires, the occult ruins of the mysterious Sirneth, 
By age 16, our mutually profitable arrangement brought us to Vestin Minavinyar, where the Explorer Society connected us with the duelist Bastian, the Vala Skald Gudbrand, and a lead that would change the course of our fates forever. The last time we left our heroes, they had just arrived in Odysseia on the iceberg to participate in the Festival of Swords. They met Bastian's very cute parents and then made their way to the castle on the cliff where they heard a bunch of rumors from Bastian's good friend, Roland Blackwell. Meanwhile, Matteo headed off to the University of Odysseia uh, to meet with Professor Niçois, who had appeared in Amboise's ledger as having received artifacts and other pieces of historical significance. While there, he was allowed to review these finds of Amboise and discovered that in the process of procuring these items for Professor Niçois, he'd been charging him much less than the items were worth, um, perhaps in order to persuade him or gain his favor for some reason. After reviewing all that he could of Amboise's exploits, uh, Matteo headed back to the group where they all got ready for the opening ceremony of the Festival of Swords, uh, whose Grand Marshal is none other than Gutbrand's mother. On the way there, they were greeted by a collection of the Seekers of Ekarila and given some cryptic advice as well as handing over a book that Gudbrand had long sought, Songs and Hymns of the Cernith. In a flash, they were gone, and this is where we find our heroes now, having just reached Gersemi and the castle doors. We go inside. Follow the crowd, I assume. <laughs> Uh, you do. Um, going inside, the castle courtyard is uh, lit up much the same as it was earlier, but now uh, festooned and adorned with wonderfully fragrant gar uh, garlands of orange flower um, and uh, the white orange flowers uh, catching the lights as lively music plays um, from one corner. People are sitting and... Uh, carousing as well as dancing jovially. Uh, a few people mock sword fight uh, with no swords in hand. And uh, it's generally a good time to be had by all. Uh, what do you do now? I pull Goodbrand to the side. Well, Goodbrand? Yes, Matteo? Aren't you going to cast those bones? Uh, Matteo, my magic is not something that should be abused just for a whim. You can find this out on your own, can you not? Uh, abused? A whim? A, a bunch of cloaked figures just came and, and, and told you you must read our fates. I, I think I might be on the cusp of something very big right now regarding uh, Amboise and the headmaster Niçois. <laughs> Matteo... Casting bones is a is a process. I need uh, to be in the right headspace. I need I need a, a place with good energy that will find the the that will face me in the right direction regarding the future. This is not something that can be done on a whim, as I have said. Well, fine then. I will do it myself. I walk up to a good brand. I say, "What you need is a drink," and I take him over to the bar. I can't argue with that. <laughs> Best John, is this uh, still technically first day of festival? 
Yes. So we are allowed to boast, yes? Oh, it is, it is encouraged. I'm going to go do some boasting. Oh, definitely do. <laughs> the bar is packed. Um, there are also servers running to and fro with uh, tankards of ale and goblets of wine, uh, as well as some stronger, clear liquids. Is there something you're looking for in particular from the bar? Uh, from the bar, I'm only looking for a vantage point to observe the rest of the crowd. I am aware that there are certain people here who I may want to avoid or talk to. Uh, specifically, I am keeping an eye out for Isabel. You start searching the faces, looking for that flash of red hair. Um, uh, there doesn't seem to be anyone yet matching Isabel's description. And then I will stay by the bar and I will drink. Okay. As for Matteo, he, as he uh, walks away from Goodbrand, he transforms himself, becoming a courtier, uh, as, he, as he learned in his youth, which he is no longer in, by the way. <laughs> um, Are you sure? <laughs> stands up straighter, puffs out his chest, uh, adopts the, um, the kind of stance of the nobility, and, um, and begins to wander through the crowd, looking specifically for um, uh, Headmaster Niswa um, to see if he is here. And um, uh, mingling along the way, there's there's much to be gained from eavesdropping at the ball. The professor doesn't seem to be here uh, just yet. You left him changed and then immediately headed this way. Uh, he may be taking a slightly longer time to arrive. Aha. Well, until then, I will absorb the sights and sounds. Good Brandon Kirill, what are you up to? What do you mean you don't have any akavit? It is the only thing that you would, that I can drink that is strong enough. Don't try and pass off your ale on me. Uh, and I, no, you don't understand. It is tinier. It is litter cup, but stronger coffee. It's <laughs> 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 not a difficult concept. You both find the bar bereft of what you are hoping for um, and are offered alternative drinks of fortified wine and regular coffee and good friend takes the uh fortified wine even though it is significantly weaker and is uh scans the ballroom for where the grand marshal might enter from it does look like there's a little sort of like stage like dais area from the interior of the castle uh, so that 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 looks like a, a pretty solid guess as to where where anything official would come from sure um, so the party goes on. People start to get like warmed up. It passes that sort of awkward mingling phase and everybody kind of falls into their like comfort zones, uh, helped by the, uh, alcohol that is being plied. Um, uh, when there is a fanfare that comes from the, uh, castle doors, um, as they're drawn open, uh, there is a processional of kinds there's um there's a, a a number of what looks like students from the university holding uh, banners uh held up on like long uh dowels with with like uh cross hung with the banners uh as they process in um part to either side of the stage walk down the few steps and line up along what is the dance floor um and then setting each banner down 
in uh, in a stand. Are the banners nations or? Uh, you've seen these banners before. They they actually hang in the halls of the university's college of swords and like sword crafting, kind of like the the crafting uh, studies. And they're banners of uh, the the previous winners of the uh, festival and uh, like their crest, uh, like overlaid on their country's banner. So do I see one from Ashur? Yes. So the, the, the banner from 10 years ago is from Ashur. And it's actually the, um, the crest that's on it. Uh, looks familiar. It's kind of been like in your mother's like doodles on like recipes and like things like that. Things that like you just kind of think it's like a weird thing she likes to draw and then you actually see it and and can put two and two together. Things come together uh, and uh, I am a little nervous but excited. So the the processional ends and um with a number of duelists coming out, there's four uh, that come out to each side. These are the top eight from last year, two of whom you know, Bastian. And who are they? Uh, Henri Masson. He placed seventh. And uh, in the third spot is Felipe Santiago. Mm, yes, that's right. I, uh, I nudge Goodbrand and kind of gesture with my head towards uh, Felipe Santiago. Goodfriend rolls his eyes. I grin. Bastion, which of these banners is for you? <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, Kirill, Kirill, this is... Don't, don't yeah, ask me that. I, knows. <laughs> I, take, I take a drink uh, and I, I point to, uh, to where the next banner will be placed. And I say, right there. I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> <laughs> After the duelists... Um, Process out Gersemi and uh, Professor Nisois actually process out together uh, at the last. Matteo, you would know this. Uh, the role of keeper of the tra- actual traditions of the Festival of Swords is uh, lies with the headmaster of the university uh, because the Grand Marshal changes from year to year. Um, the organizational leadership rests with the university. So Gersemi makes a, a, a little welcoming speech officially opening the ceremony. Uh, and then she gestures to Goodbrand for uh, the first dance of the evening. Goodbrand is a little bit confused because he has not been to the festival before. I, uh, I finish my wine. I set it down and I take Goodbrand's fortified wine. <laughs> uh, I gesture towards uh, the dance floor and I go, go and show them Leekstra. Goodbrand ner- nervously... Uh, Goes down his row and says, excuse me, pardon me, pardon, <laughs> excuse me, uh, and goes down the steps to the dance floor and uh, nervously kind of fumbles with his with his cloak and then shrugs it off. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of like, oh, peace and cares, peace and cares all around. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of tenuously set yourself up as your mother uh, pulls two axes from her uh, sheath from behind her back and uh, the band strikes sort of a like trill like (laughs) 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 and and uh, Gersemi throws uh, an axe um, at you for you to catch the good friend 
catches it, but it's the first axe thrown, so like he catches it, but just barely, and it slips out of his hand, and he like still pretty deftly catches it with the other hand, but it's obvious that he dropped it. <gasps> There's a gasp, uh, and then without even blinking, your mother does like a, a cool spin, and then throws uh, the other one at you. And uh, good friends. Uh, mimics her spin and catches it perfectly on the second one. Uh, and as you start to move together, tossing these axes in sort of this like wild uh dance that you did as a child with your mother and blunted axes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the steps kind of start to come back to you. Uh, and it's uh, for people watching, it's like this like flurry and like feverish weird showcase of this beautifully fluid aggressive dance. Uh, let's see how you do. Roll finesse and perform. So that's three raises with one remainder. So you you dance and it's for the first time you like this like fighting. Sure. It feels cool, which is something you don't feel a lot. And, um, you know, there's like a... <gasps> Every once in a while when it seems like a, a tossed axe is going to actually like not be caught. And then uh, the music ends with you and your mother going with like two overhead strikes that like meet in the middle and like clash. And there's like a like a cymbaline like. Uh, and everyone like starts to clap and it's like <laughs> everybody who was sort of like watching this like really intense thing is like all this tension had built up and then it just like is washes out uh with relief and people start to the music strikes up again and people start to dance that was impressive why does he not fight with axles oh he only knows how to do that <laughs> 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 Fighting is uh, is is not where his strengths lie. Uh, well, he is very good at the dance. Oh, definitely. I've I never got the I never got the hang of it. Actually, it was too he was uh, too structured. I, I I always misstepped. And uh, let me tell you, uh, she never held back, and she hit me with a few accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is quite the woman. That she is. Um. So as the the party begins anew now having opened the the festival all of the people you were looking for earlier are now here <laughs> <laughs> and bastian that shock of red hair that you had been looking for uh, appears uh, from a side door as the procession began and and it was only because gudbrand had been sort of the focus of what had been happening that you didn't approach her immediately. Oh, no, I have no intention to approach her. Oh. Uh, I am going to mark where she is. You do. And I am going to wash what she does. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I will continue to sit there casually drinking my drink at the bar. Great. You do. What is she doing, incidentally? Uh, she walked over and began uh, chatting with... Uh, Professor Niswa's daughter. Mateo's going to go to the bar. He's going to get a, uh, a um, goblet of wine. And he's going to stroll, stride his way over to Caroline Niswa. Okay, as soon as I see <laughs> Mateo 
walking in the direction of Isabel McAllister, I immediately jump off of my stool and rush to meet him. <laughs> I assume I get there just as he arrives. <laughs> or maybe just a moment after, but I am trying to make my way politely through the crowd as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, you, you can arrive either simultaneously or uh, slightly staggered. It's up to you. I, I think I will arrive a moment after he begins talking. Okay. Ah, Caroline, it's lovely to see you. Oh, uh, bonjour. Uh, Matteo Di Caligari, we were colleagues <laughs> at the university. Oh, of course. Um, please excuse me. I am, uh, I am so forgetful. Ah, well, not to my recollection in university, of course. Uh, what a high honor to be, uh, to be asked to carry a banner at the Festival of Swords. Merci. I, uh, I am afraid that uh, I have not perhaps simply earned it. Uh, the, the, the organizer is uh, mon papa, so I, I am sort of de facto uh, participant. Ah, my lady, you underestimate yourself. Uh, perhaps we could discuss it more on the dance floor, I say, uh, reaching out my hand. Um, she courtly bow. She uh, darts her eyes over to uh, the red-haired woman uh, next to her who she was chatting with, who sort of scowls, looks you up and down, and then sort of does like a shrug. Uh, it seems her, her uh, attention is elsewhere. I have made eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we turn around to go to the to the to, to the dance floor. Bastian, hello, Matteo. Uh, I will leave you. Uh, lead the way, sir. <laughs> I do so. I take her to the to the dance floor, and we dance. Uh, you do. I I walk the uh, extra five feet to approach uh, Isabel, mm-hmm. and I say, "Can for a drink." Just one. Uh, you've gotten stingy in your old age, especially since it's free. <laughs> I resist men- taking the bait of her saying in my old age. <laughs> I gesture to Zavar and I say, we begin with one. And I, and I present my arm for her to walk with me. She takes it. Her eyes aren't on you, though. They're on, uh, they're on uh, Caroline. Of course. And uh, as you're walking. So you are uh, going to lose again this year. Uh, Great plans. Every lost uh, match is an opportunity to learn something new. I pull this stool out for her to sit down. Well, you've had a great education then. I sit down, I uh, gesture for two uh, drinks from the bartender. And uh, I lean back and I go, and are you looking for education for yourself for once? Uh, Hanging around with the headmaster's daughter, are you trying to get a tuition? (laughs) Oh, that's just a job. She's a great little girl. And I'm meant to keep the likes of you and your kin away. I, I cheers with her. Of course. Uh, and I take a sip and I go, babysitting. You've fallen quite far since I last crossed blades with you. It's not so much a fall when you're making the coin that I am. But where's the risk? Where's the fun? In the coin, obviously. I lean back and I go, the, uh, the headmaster. What is your game with him? You don't uh, do anything unless uh, there's more than just coin in your profit. You like to gain reputation, gain favors. He's a man of great renown. What do you think I'm playing at? I don't know, but I'm interested to watch it unfold and eventually uh, uh, stop you from whatever it is you're planning to do to ruin the festival for me this year. (laughs) 
Well, it depends on what your little friend is up to. Oh, him, he is harmless. Well, that's obvious, at least as far as you and I are concerned. But my sweet little wee charge is a little more uh, of a flower than a fighter. Uh, I finish my drink and I, I, I set it down and I stand up and I go, well, perhaps you can wash her closer from the dance floor. And I offer her my hand. I do like to keep moving. And she takes your hand. You see as she stands that she had um, her hand on her pommel of her, like, knife. But it's not there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And she lets you lead her. She's really just walking in step uh, with you to the dance floor. Of course. And I'm going uh, to attempt to avert her gaze as much as possible while we dance. Okay, well, she's uh, doing the opposite of you. Uh, So I suppose... You two will have to roll for it. Yeah. What am I rolling? You're going to roll tempt. All right. I got four raises. She also got four raises. Oh, shit! <laughs> wins. So uh, you, you end up doing a lot of turning, not unlike the end of Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> it's just, like, just a lot of spins uh, as she's um, like a ballerina, keeping her head on point. As you turn and glide across the dance floor, catching the eye of people as you are, in fact, rather a sight to see uh, these these two uh, incredibly graceful fighters putting their skills to the dance. Kirill! <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, two glasses of the fortified wine in hand. I walk over to uh, Gersemi. Uh, introduce myself. Say, uh, hello, I'm Captain Kirill. Uh, you must be parched from your dance. Are you trying to cut in, Kirill? <laughs> <laughs> trying to have a moment with my mother, but... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to compliment. I, I, I know your son. Uh, he, is, he is an excellent wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's all she says. <laughs> A woman of few words? <laughs> well, your son uh, seems to have inherited uh, the lion's share of them. Uh, it was nice to meet. Uh, please enjoy the party. Uh, Kiro can take hint and goes back to bar. <laughs> <laughs> As you turn around uh, to go to the bar, you feel a very strong hand on your bicep. Uh, your crab tattoo scuttles away. <laughs> um my son can take care of himself. Join me. And no. uh, she invites you to dance. It would be Carol's honor. Now it is Goodbrand's turn to take the hint, and he <laughs> heads off toward the bar. <laughs> oh, Goodbrand, please, I give you both uh, goblets of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I'm going to need these. <laughs> and he watches Carol flirt with his mother. <laughs> Goodbrand, you feel a... a- a tap on your shoulder blade and uh, you look over your shoulder and you don't see anyone. Uh, and then you uh, look a little bit down and uh, you see a, a Castilian lady. Uh, I, I hate to be so uh, forward, but would you, uh, would you uh, dance uh, me with me? I, I must warn you, I am uh, I, much less graceful than perhaps I may seem in the exhibition, but um, if you are okay with that, sure. 
I um I think you uh I think you are too hard hard on yourself. Uh please join me. Good friend brushes uh, blushes a little bit and um has to like because he's so much taller, like figure out where exactly his hands <laughs> should go. But uh, yes, he joins her on the dance floor. Uh, she's one of the only women wearing like p- pants at the at the at the ball. Um, she's wearing like like very nice clothing, but it is certainly a, a duelist outfit. And uh, she she asks you how. How do you know uh, Gerse- Gersemi? Oh, Gersemi Strombi. She's my mother. Her her eyes go wide. Uh, I am H- uh, Jimena Perez. What a beautiful name. Gracias. Uh, I was hoping to make the acquaintance of uh, a duelist. Um, and uh, you are quite the acquaintance, yes? Yes. Well, I... Um must say that uh, though I come from a, a dueling, <clears throat> quite a long line of duelists, I myself have not uh, taken up the family habit, as it were. Uh, but you dance the Leekstra so, so, so well? Yes, uh, the Leekstra is a, a, a different thing. I'm very good with forms, but in practice, maybe perhaps uh, I am a little bit lacking. Perhaps uh, I help you practice sometime. <laughs> well, I, I suppose I could be amenable to that. Yes. Do you are, do you duel with uh, axes as your weapon, or? Uh, no, I am uh, a, a woman who will wield, wield the sword with some skill. Ah, well, you may you may perhaps uh, know my good friend Bastian de Corazon. Unfortunately, I do not, but. Uh, I am happy to meet him if you if you so choose. Oh, if if he makes himself available, he seems a little bit busy at the moment, and mm-hmm. I indicate him uh, <laughs> dancing with Isabel. I am incredibly busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gupran, you and uh, Jimena Perez um, dance for a while longer. Uh, uh, past when the song ends. Um, Kirill, uh, Gersemi, of course, has a long line of people to dance with. So she thanks you for the dance uh, and then um, takes the next uh, uh, duelist uh, trying to curry favor. And uh, as you turn around, you see two men behind you. One with a thick brown mustache um, and another much larger man uh, next to him. And uh, the larger man comes up uh, and spits on the ground next to you. You think you are so impressive, but you are not. I will see you tomorrow. (laughs) Hello, gentlemen. I don't believe we have been introduced. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I shall introduce my sword to your face. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Two days from now, not tomorrow, because I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the the guy with the mustache uh, says, "That that is for insulting me and telling me I am not important. See, I am so important. Yes, you are very important." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they sort of like mean mug you as they like walk off the dance floor. <laughs> I wonder what that was all about. <laughs> 
So, uh, Mateo, what are you uh, talking to Caroline about? So, as we are dancing, I engage her in casual conversation. You, you say your father just gave you this honor? He has never struck me as a generous man. He is many things, but he does not give to the undeserving. I have the opportunity to work hard here because of him. I have a uh, leg up of sorts, if you will excuse the uh, very rude thing. And she blushes. Mm. Uh, it's a very evocative phrase, of course. But uh, are, are you still at university? Oui, I have uh, two more years. Uh, then I will be able to apply for professorship myself. Ah, in the ivory tower forever, I see. It is... Not the the worst place to be, especially when you are alone, like I have been. Alone? You? <laughs> I cannot believe it. But you've never had a mind to exploration? Uh, my father would never allow that, not without supervision. And uh, I think the only person he would trust uh, to take me anywhere is, uh, is uh, Isabel. Ah, and she would not explore with you? She has... A interest in keeping me safe, less uh, so entertaining me. Ah, well, I do happen to know that n nothing pleases your father more than uh, uh, the fruits of exploration, artifacts, relics, uh, interesting pieces of history, curios, things like that. Have you yourself gone on these expeditions? I, I have. I have seen... Uh, I have seen many beautiful things on my explorations. I have seen uh, the sunset uh, kiss the horizon on the, in the Numenari approach. I have seen the snow-capped peaks of Vestin Menavignar. I have seen a glorious Sirneth carven ruins uh, uh, far beneath the earth. And I must say, of all that beauty, none of it compares to you. She, she, her whole face turns red. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and uh, for a moment she says nothing. Um, and then uh, she sort of gathers herself. And uh, uh, you, you, uh, fl you flatter me. I, um, I've never experienced something like the things you say. I've never even been to the catacombs on the cliff. We shall, of course, heavily explored already, but there is a there is sort of a, a romance to the waves crashing <laughs> below. That there is. I have I have spent much time on a ship, and it is good to have my feet finally on solid ground and in such good company. <laughs> I I must say, given um, given the uh, excellence of your dancing skills and this conversation. I might have a vested interest in earning your father's favor for myself. Is there anything he's demonstrated a particular interest in recently? Uh, oh, <laughs> that is... Um, we, there's, of course, a, uh, a Zesernith icon that, uh, that he has recently been uh, bidding to purchase. I helped, I helped him uh, rate the current owners... Uh, which is to say that he is always um he has always been interested in those things he he has i have a a friend who who uh supplies him with 
many an artifact, but uh, it's it seems not the way to his heart. He has never, never approved of Ambroise. It is more about intellectual capability. Interesting. Uh, he does not approve of Ambroise, you say. Uh, where Ambroise was, so he was probably there uh, at school with you. Actually, if you if you might have known him, he's a uh, he's quite handsome, of <laughs> course, uh, and uh, very kind and sweet. And we were sweethearts once, but my father put a stop to it. So, I believe I've heard the name. Um, you say your father is purchasing an icon from him. Uh, not from him. Uh, but from uh, another related to him, I, th I, I think I sent it to uh, Vodachi. <laughs> uh, it, is, uh, it is apparently uh, one of a kind. Uh, might he be coming here? Uh, I have received no, no letter, actually. <laughs> ah, a shame, a shame. Uh, your father would do well to include you more in, in uh, include your capabilities more in these uh, in these affairs. You are obvi you obviously uh, very acquisitive. We, but I also have my own uh, thesis. I am trying to to prove. Um, uh, tell me all about it. And she does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk academics to me, <laughs> Bastian. You are. Uh, are you still dancing after a few songs? How is uh, Isabel? What is she attempt? Is she attempting to continue dancing with me? Is she? How's how has our exchange been going so far? You learn that she's contracted to keep Caroline safe at all costs, and uh, if anything should happen uh, to to her charge, it's her neck. This is a strangely noble uh, job for you. A girl's got to make a wage somehow, especially when uh, there's nobody to fight anymore. I can see your time uh, in academia has not uh, left your footwork shoddy. Uh, though I wonder if uh, you are a bit rusty with the blade. She, she gives you a half smile. And uh, of course you would wish that. You'll find, at least in a few days' time, that might not be the case. Ah, so you are participating this year. It's always a wonder whether you'll actually show or not. Well, you'll have to find out. In this whole time, she has been able to keep an eye on, on Matteo flirting with uh, the headmaster's daughter? Um, in your estimation, probably at least having, like, keeping, keeping track of them. Uh, maybe not, like, eyes on all the time. She's... Once she realized that you aren't sort of like running a gambit, right? Where like Caroline's gonna disappear off like into nothing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she's she's relaxed a little bit, but you're around, so not that much. Then when one of the songs ends, I will turn towards the uh, the minstrels. Mm -hmm. um, they are Castilian, no? Yes. I flick a coin to the guitarist. He catches it. Smile at him and go. Give us something a little faster here. I'm falling asleep on the floor. Yeah, and uh, you hear sort of like a dun 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 And I begin to tango with Isabel. Oh, great. Yeah, you do. This is not the first time you've tangled. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> and uh, 
she hasn't lost a step either. That's good to know. <laughs> she's still trying to lead a little bit. <laughs> she always likes to fight that. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else you're trying to learn from her or talk about? Uh, if she is going to continue to be cagey and not uh, uh, not talk about the headmaster's uh, intentions, I mean, I will be like, why is he so concerned about his daughter's safety? Why hire you of all people to look after his daughter? Does he not know your reputation? Uh, he knows my reputation better than most, actually. Perhaps without a companion to help me abandoned as it were uh i may have gotten a bit over in over my head you in over your head never well perhaps just this one time and it's been a time enough so you mean to tell me that you are beholden to this headmaster against your will well it's more like the city i owe my debt to and he's uh helping me by uh letting me work off my debt now you spin it around and dip her and I go, my dear, it sounds like you are in need of rescuing. <laughs> uh, and as you dip her, she like throws her head back and laughs uh, and, uh, and uh, says, uh, I tend to rescue myself. In doing a bang up job of it, looking after this little girl. In a year's time, I'll be done. Until the year's time comes up and, and the interest is raised. You know how these kind of people work. Just because you've got a hero complex doesn't mean that I need rescuing from you, Bastian Corazon. Uh, Break my heart and then tell me that you need me to, I need you to rescue me. Shame. <laughs> she dips you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, as I am dipped, I, uh, I take my hat off and flourish it and lean back and kick up a leg. <laughs> uh, and then uh, this, as the song finishes, uh, I will put my hat back on. I will bow to her. And, and say, well then, uh, I will drink to, uh, to your good future and your lack of peril. It seems you have the matter all under control, as per usual. Uh, and she, uh, like, curtsies. Um, she's, she's another lady wearing uh, pants to this very formal event. Of course. Uh, she would never be caught dead in a dress at a fencer's. <laughs> uh, There's too many swords in this town for her to be wearing a dress. Uh, and uh, she she uh, she does her like curtsy with a flourish, and then sort of like gives you some side eye that you weren't expecting, like a, a look that doesn't fit the banter. Uh, and then uh, she says, "Perhaps I'll see you again sometime." I look forward to it. And then, as she, always, a pleasure. And then she walks away. I go and get a drink. Okay. And I drink to her good future and lack of peril. <laughs> <laughs> when the floor kind of clears out for uh, Bastian and Isabel's dance, Gutrand is going to take Jimena aside and say, you know, um, it has been very nice dancing with you. You are um, very graceful. Uh, I do have something that I perhaps um, need assistance with. And I know this is going to sound perhaps sketchy, but I, I leave the location to you. I want to give you the power here. Um, <laughs> there's uh, a process that can um, be assisted uh, by the good uh, emotions, feelings, uh the pardon the cheesiness but the the aura of somebody and i believe you could fit that bill um could you perhaps help me with the process in a private place <laughs> now i know how this sounds 
but it is it, it, it this is an honest i i am a, a skaldvala and he goes on to explain his like mystic powers and the, the things that he does and uh, the bones that he has to cast and that he um knows that he has to cast you are not making this sound better <laughs> <laughs> and i don't mean that kind of casting bones okay what is it uh that you need um, simply your presence, perhaps um, a couple of movements uh, to follow the form. It's this. Her, her eyebrows like <laughs> raise at that point. You do not have to even touch me. You just have to be across and in our circle. Uh, would, would I be doing witchcraft? I wouldn't call it that. Uh, <laughs> but it is certainly a kind of uh, magic, I guess you could say. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I can, could find you a room, but uh, I, I could not help you with, with uh, your magic, magic. I, uh, I am too afraid of, uh, of La Inquisition. Well, uh, a room I have, but um, thank you for your dance, and uh, I... I appreciate your company if you would like to speak, but uh, I understand if you are afraid to be near me, I suppose. Oh. No, I, I, I just cannot do magic. They, 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 oh, I understand, they, yes. I figured a duelist such as yourself perhaps might be a little more lenient, but I understand. The Inquisition is a, a terrifying force. They come and steal you from your bed and are never seen again. Uh, and I would not want that to happen to you. I So yeah. perhaps uh, you may find a, a foreigner who will help you, uh, but no good patechin will. Lo siento. Uh, you do not need to apologize to me. I completely understand. This is something I can do by myself just as easily. I figured you might just want to assist. Your presence is calming to me. And I am in a foreign place, obviously. Perhaps you could change my mind if uh, we spend a little more time together. <laughs> Yes, let the uh, please let the uh, may I may I buy you another drink or get may I get you another drink? See, si, of course. I take her to the bar and get her her favorite drink, and I join in the drinking. <laughs> <laughs> of course, as you can see, there is many a way to prove the theory, but it is only mm-hmm. only. Uh, by going out into the field, which I can doing completing the research that I can actually complete it. But of course, I cannot get approval from the board that my father sits on, and there uh. is little little recourse for me. I, I am afraid I shall be adjunct forever. Uh, a shame! What a what a waste of talent! Uh, I must say, uh, I, your father, he is um, something of a uh, friend of mine. I, I am in his favor at the moment. If you like, I could put in a good word for you, try to change his mind, soften his hard heart. Oh, my papa has no hard heart. He, he loves too much. That is, that is why I, I am all he has left. Ah, yes. 
The problem of many fathers, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what are you researching? Let's, let us, I have talked for so long. Perhaps you can tell me of what you are doing. Ah, me, yes. I have been out in the field for a long time, trying to research the connections uh, of the old Sirneth Empire. And uh, it turns out that they uh, had tribes both in Vestin Menavinyar and the Numenari approach that were in contact with one another. And uh, so far, uh, I have very good proof. There's just one piece of the puzzle I'm missing. Uh, and, well, I think... Um, Perhaps with a bit of your help, I, I might be able to find it. Uh, of course, this is, this is groundbreaking. Yes, uh, I would need your help and probably Amboise's as well. Oh, uh, really? We, uh, wh why would you need Amboise? Just because I know what he is working on. It is something similar. I know he has uh, a little bit of evidence, which if I had, it might be instrumental to the proving of my thesis. Are they competing? Are you competing together? Oh, competing? No, I, I would say uh, cross-disciplinary. Huh. Well, um, of course, I w will be happy to write to him. Uh, I know that he, my father heard from him only a short time ago. I could probably uh, reach out if you, if you like. Oh, um, by all means. The last thing I would want to be considered is, and I, um, uh, I like wrap my arms around her <gasps> and, uh, and like dance, we dance a little closer, is Amboise's rival. <laughs> she opens her mouth to say something as again she blushes and uh, when you feel yourself forcibly removed from her <laughs> damn it <laughs> <laughs> alright dancing time's up thank you very much a statuesque uh, red haired uh, highland marcher standing over you with a hand on the hilt of her sword ah Yes, uh, anyone as statuesque as you declaring that the dancing time is over must, of course, be obeyed. Um, <laughs> Isabel, he meant nothing by it. We were just talking. That's enough from you. Just, uh, just, why don't you go get yourself a drink and go check in with your father? And you, little boy, wee one, take care that you're not too pushy. Last one got banished from here. She strides away after Caroline. Uh, uh, I turn and I look at Bastian. <laughs> I, I grin and give him a shrug. <laughs> uh, I mouth, we are not affiliated. <laughs> and I walk in like an opposite direction from him. <laughs> Is anybody else accomplishing anything uh, at the dance? Or? Not at the dance. If uh, no one approaches me, I will... Uh, uh, I will simply drink. Uh, I will probably chat with uh, Gersemi if she is available at all to talk to. Um, and uh, also, I'm going to be drinking with my brother Gubran. He came to the bar and he's new friend. He Mena has introduced me to a uh, liqueur. Uh, it tastes of anise and is kind of similar to uh, Akavit. And so I am very much enjoying that. Uh, yep. Yeah. And you guys shut the place down uh, <laughs> after... Uh, after Mateo's uh, very long dance with Caroline, they uh, head off uh, for the night. And um, 
<laughs> and uh, everybody kind of files out. Isabel makes eye contact with uh, Bastian just once more. And uh, Kirill, the guy with the mustache and his friend, give you another mean mug as they walk out the door. <laughs> I wave with just tips of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you guys uh, close the place down uh, and head back to Bastian's for the night. And you're walking home. Yeah, I will return to Iceberg for nights just to get the uh, wares together tomorrow, perhaps to sell to merchants uh, things we have picked up from the pirate ship. Uh, okay, sure. So you head down to the docks um, and uh, actually have to row yourself out to the ship because it's valet parked in the middle of the <laughs> in the middle of the bay. Um, uh, you think you could probably make arrangements with the harbor master to unload your wares uh, tomorrow to sell them or to trade them. Uh, but for tonight, um, you're prepping your cargo with Welby the cat. Um, <laughs> And the wolves and the bird and the lizard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Um, so happy about the petting. Everybody else heads back to Bastion's. Do you guys kind of share the information that you learned tonight? Or is everybody keeping it close to the vest? I think uh, when Mateo gets back to to Bastion's, having taken a different route than the rest of the party. (laughs) uh, Wait, you took a different route from the rest of the party? I did. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, what's a notice? Three races. Okay. So you're you're taking like the long way home so you don't get noticed uh, as, as, a, as affiliated with Bastian or Gutbrand. Uh, and you feel um, a hand like mm-hmm. grab like the, the back of your jacket uh, and, and a tug um, pulling you off the street. A figure with uh, a hood that's only a few inches taller than you um, says in in a whisper, um, give this to your friend and tell no one I'll know. And then uh, pushes you against a wall and uh, disappears. Do I have something? Yeah, you you have a you have a like a crumpled piece of paper in your hand. I read it. (laughs) Uh, It says um, the Emerald Heart is broken. Does no one not write in code on this continent? <laughs> you are unaccosted on the way home after that. All right. Bastian, I have much to tell you. Uh, yes. How did they go with the headmaster's daughter? Uh, I must say better than expected. Um, I learned uh, more than enough. Uh, my former rival, Amboise, is uh, now perhaps my romantic rival as well. It seems that... Uh, Caroline and he were once uh, were once sweethearts, but uh, such an affair was nixed by the headmaster and Amboise banished from Odyssea. But if I can call him back, I now maybe have some leverage and something he wants that I can give him. Oh, speaking of things I am to give you, a, uh, a husky-voiced Highland Marches person handed me this uh, on the way home and instructed me to give it to... I would have to guess you. That does seem to make sense. Uh, I take it and I... I... Don't worry, I didn't read it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Uh, I roll my eyes. (laughs) 
I opened it up. Okay. Um, and it says the Emerald Heart is broken, which was a code that you and Isabel used uh, once upon a time to signify that there was trouble uh, as you were campaigning for f- female uh, entry into the Duelist Guild in um, in Avalon. Avalon. Uh, specifically, when uh, trouble was coming. Uh, the 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 sender's way rather than uh, the recipient's She's way. She's letting me know she is in trouble. Yes. Does she need to be rescued? I fold up the letter and I uh, I tuck it into my jacket and I go, oh, Isabel? Never. Good. Did Jimena come with us to Bastion's house? She walked you home and then split off. Okay. Excellent. Good. She seems nice. D- I, I, she was, uh, surprisingly, just pulled me onto the dance floor. She's, uh, uh, she seemed very keen on you. You should uh, try to meet with her. Uh, if I cross swords with her in the, uh, in the festival, I will try to go easy. Oh, I would never ask you to do that, but she does seem very skilled. Well, if you dancing. insist, then I will totally decimate her. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill her, though, oh, you know? Oh, come on. I don't know what kind of festival. I suppose you've talked about it a little bit, but uh, just, just the... First blood. First blood only. Okay, good, good. <laughs> uh, I think with this note from Isabel, I am actually going to go to, uh, to the Jenny's Hall. Oh, may I come with you? Of course. You too and your Jenny's hull. It's like I can't keep you away from there. There's <laughs> so much to be learned there. Mm, I'm sure, yes. The opportunity is abound. I suppose I'll stay in your parents' uh, house by myself then. Um, <laughs> so as, as these two are setting out again, um, a call comes from like the kitchen area. Mi hijo, are you going uh, uh, out again? Oh, just briefly. I need to talk to a friend. Okay, are you... Uh, do you expect to come back tonight, or shall I not uh, roll out your beds? Oh, no. Um, I, I do not know. I cannot speak for Matteo, but I will be back shortly. I just need to pass along a message. What are you cooking in there? It sure smells wonderful. Oh, I, I made late night dinner for um, the the all of you, uh, all of you. But uh, but instead, uh, come eat. Uh, we shall eat together. Excellent. I am starving. Is it anything I can bring on the go? <laughs> no. Ah, yes. Fair, mama. Bastian, you should be kinder to your mother. Look who's talking. <laughs> Great. So, uh, good brand. You have some awesome Castilian hand pies uh, that she oh, hand made. Pies. She made hand pies? <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, for your hands. Uh, and uh, and uh, you two chat uh, um, about whatever you want to chat about, but she's basically checking in on you as like, all moms do. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, it's, this is the best food that I've had so far on our travels, and um, I suppose I mostly talk about Bastian because he does not seem to like to talk too much about his past unless it's about fighting. <laughs> yeah, you learn he was a very focused child. That makes sense. Um, and uh, that uh, he would stay up all night um balancing on the furniture and like waving like a, a stick around and like uh and pretending to be like uh like a buccaneer <laughs> <laughs> and, and um was you know uh, very promising and they poured all their resources that they had into mm-hmm. him and they're so proud of him and uh they can't wait to support him tomorrow or the two days from now and they're just sure he's going to win this 
FaceTime and uh, and it's just a she she chatters away at you and, and unless you interrupt her. No, I'm I'm perfectly happy happy uh, filling my mouth and listening and nodding along. And what are you what are you two up at the up to at the Jenny's hall? I'm just going to find uh, the the highest ranking member of this Jenny's guild that I can speak to on short notice uh, and pass along. Uh, the information that a good, very dear friend of mine uh, may be in trouble, and uh, if they have, if the Jennies have any eyes to spare, uh, and any ears nearby the headmaster um, or anyone surrounding Isabel, I want uh, to see what they can find out for me. Uh, see if I can get more information on uh, what exactly Isabel has gotten herself into. They'll see what they can do. The halls of the university are where they are the thinnest as far as uh, capabilities. Uh, because the the university keeps a, a tightly closed circle, they they don't necessarily have positions for Jennies around. Uh, but they promise to do what they can. Sure, sure. Any errant word from a professor who might know something would be very obliged. And I bow and I kiss their hand. And then I, I am ready to leave whenever Matteo is. Uh, if I can talk to the same person. Um, uh, to the rumor mill, stop the presses uh, whenever, uh, whenever it gets out that uh, Matteo di Caligari was seen dancing with uh, the daughter of the headmaster of the University of Odyssea. When that uh, news gets into anyone's hand, maybe, I don't know, liven it up a bit, a little more salacious of a story, add a kiss in. I will spend a hero point uh, because it feels like we are asking a lot of the Jenny's Hall. So I will spend a hero point to uh, get both of these favors uh, uh, achieved to the best of the Jenny's abilities. I wanted to actually kiss her, but uh, I want Amboise to hear that this is what happened. I think this will speed his arrival. Uh, yeah, you activate your connection powers with the Jennies, uh, and uh, they, of course, will do what they can to add to the rumor mill and also keep an eye uh, and an ear out for any wayward professor uh, and and the the happenings there. Much obliged. Uh, maybe if we make it back quickly, Matteo, we can have some of those hand pies. Yes, please. Let us go. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys get back. And of course, they're a little colder, but uh, they're still there. And uh, your mother forgives you. And <laughs> you guys eat together. Um, I almost forget my no swords at the table rule. But then I, <laughs> <laughs> then I go back and I lay it in my room. <laughs> uh, yep. And... Uh, then after the hand pies, you're sated and still a little drunk and you go to sleep. Uh, your mother, of course, asks if you'd like to be woken at dawn. Uh, yes, of course. If it is not too much trouble for you, Mama. Of course not. Me. And she gives you a hug goodnight and retires to the room where you can hear your dad snoring uh, <laughs> and uh, leaves you guys to fall asleep. And then uh, she's up before you in the morning, uh, waking you up with a, a gentle, like, nudge. Bastian. Mm, Bastian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, <clears throat> thank you, Mama. Uh, I go and wake up the others. Uh, if you guys had any wounds or anything like that, uh, they are now healed. Um, uh, Bastian's going around and waking everybody up, and he... Uh, 
opens Goodbrand's door <laughs> and Goodbrand is like like he's like sitting in a corner he has a, a like a a salt circle around him and uh he's like he has like these red eyes and he's very intensely like shaking up his bones and, and casting them and shaking them and casting and, and muttering to himself uh various like magical phrases and I imagine Bastion sees this and I uh, open the door and I stop and go oh shit and I slowly close the door <laughs> and as quietly as I possibly can. And I turn to, uh, to Mateo and, and just go, it will be just a moment before Goodbrand is uh, ready to set out for the day. Okay. Yes, um, uh, here, uh, coffee. Let's go get some. <laughs> let's, let's make some coffee. Uh, mama, mama, let's coffee, please. Si, <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, Gutbrand is going to ask three questions of the bones. Uh, first and most obviously, I suppose, would be uh, Matteo. Uh, the so the, the first question is: um, Will uh, Matteo make a discovery that will change the world? The bones uh, uh, flip and land uh, and toss, and then a flash of uh, dull light. Uh, white light appears, um, which you know to mean yes. Um, as a clarifying question, uh, will this discovery happen on our current quest? Yes. Uh, question number two is uh, about Bastian. Will he found a fighting style uh, that will be renowned across Thea? The Once again, the bones flash... Yes. Third is about Kirill, which is the most difficult one. Will Kirill drastically change the course of my future? Because, of course, just by being with him, he will. But my current course. Yes. Um, asking for clarification, uh, will he help me with uh, my family problems, specifically with my father? No. Uh, and uh, with the no, the bones sort of like flash and give off a, a puff of like purple smoke and rest in the bottom of the bowl kind of spent hmm. interesting interesting uh and in the in the seder tradition uh i um put a little bit of fuel underneath the bones and i light them on fire and uh, wait for them to burn to ash before i leave the room I open a window. It's not my house. <laughs> uh, sure. Bastian and, and, uh, and Mateo, as you, um, as you sort of wait and wait and eat breakfast and have coffee and then wait and then you smell a little bit of smoke. And what then, did you say he was doing in there? I raise my hand. I go, he's fine. Uh, and then uh, after a little while longer, uh, good friend comes out. Smell, smelling of smoke. <laughs> kind of stumbles out. It does not look as though he has gotten very much sleep, uh, and he immediately goes for the coffee and drinks a full cup. I have a cup ready for him. <laughs> I hand it to him. I go, how did it go in there? It went well, uh, I think. It is always hard to tell at the end, but I got the answers I needed, I suppose. Uh, I nod, and... Um... I leave it unsaid whether or not you're going to share the information with us. I, I, I've learned not to ask. Um, Mateo I, stares expecting that. 
We have much to discuss for sure, but uh, I am not sure now is the time or the place. And I leave it at that. What? (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we'll end this session. (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by John Wick Presents. 7C is a trademark of John Wick Presents. For more information, go to www.johnwickpresents.com.